Two-Man Scramble, brought to you by Man Cave Sports. My name is Vaughn Small with my partner Alec Weeks. Hey guys, how's it going? You can find us on Twitter at mcsports365 or online at www.mcsports365.com. Today's episode is presented by Crystal Falls Golf Club, home of the best greens in the city of Leander, Texas. So let's start off with a little rundown for what we got on today's show. We'll start off with the FedEx Cup system, go into it, explain it a little bit, how it works, and we'll maybe propose a change, something that maybe some other fans would like to see if it wasn't the system that we currently have in place. After that, we'll go into a little history and some past results of FedEx Cup, some past champions. Then we'll go into the current first tournament of the FedEx Cup. We'll go into the Barclays and look at the updated FedEx Cup standings before finally we Finally, we leave you with a preview of the Deutsche Bank Championship. So the FedEx Cup playoffs have officially started now. What is the FedEx Cup, one may ask? Well, it's a point system, kind of similar to the Sprint. What is it? NASCAR NASCAR. chase for the Sprint Cup. Yeah, kind of similar to that. It's a point system accumulated over the entire season of the PGA Tour. Um, Each winner in a regular season PGA Tour event gets 500 points. And all finishing players in the tournament gets points based off where they finish. And, of course, the better you finish, the more points. Uh, WGC events are worth 550 points. The majors are worth worth 600. And then once we get to the end of the regular season in the FedEx Cup, there's a playoff series. And those playoff uh, events are worth 2,000 points for each winner. And there is five of them, correct, Alec? There's actually only four. There's only four playoff events, Vaughn. You start with the Barclays, then you go to the Deutsche <laughs> Bank Championship, into the BMW Championship, and then the Tour Championship. But you really see an increase in those points, and you see a couple of increases in the WGC and the majors, but not enough to make a huge difference. But then you do see a giant increase once you get to the playoff events. So really, it's getting in. How do you qualify for the FedEx Cup is the next question. And so the points system off the regular season gives you a rankings obviously you're ranked by who has the most points and so the top 125 players that have the most points make the fedex cup and then you get into the playoffs as you just mentioned and it goes from 125 next week only the top 100 make it so we did have some players cut at the barclays uh after that the top 70 and so on until you get to the final 30 uh which is the tour championship Yeah, so you see the field shrink each week. We just went through the Barclays Championship, and so we saw the field cut from 125 down to 100 this week for our next playoff event. And so we're really getting down to the heart of things. we got three tournaments left. Things are really starting to heat up, and we're starting to see guys that want to make, make moves. Yeah, and each player wants to make a move so they can get inside that top 30 to make the championship. Why is the championship such a big deal? You win $10 million if you win it. That's more than any major, any other tournament by far. Not to mention second place gets $3 million, uh, third gets two point five, And in any other of the playoff events, you still get a regular-based earnings uh, compared, just compared to like a regular PGA Tour event. It's a big deal. Even if you see fifth place in the final FedEx Cup standings makes a million dollars, which is about what a typical winner on tour of a FedEx or not the FedEx Cups, excuse me, of a major or another event is about usually what something somebody like that would win. So, you know, fifth in the FedEx Cup gets you a lot amount of money and it's interesting to see guys wanting to make moves for that. 
Yeah, like the playoffs is something that I really look forward to every year. I think mainly because the winner wins $10 million at the end, and it's fun to see those guys compete so hard at the end. But you kind of disagreed a little bit, and we're saying how fans don't really get into it as much. It's just like every other tournament, which I can see. But explain this. Yeah, so I have a little proposal, I guess. I think we get more people into it. You know, when, when the majors come around, I think you really get a lot of fans that don't get into the every weekend golf tournament. They don't get into every tournament. They come out for the majors, and you see more more fans really enjoy coming out for those four tournaments. I think we could really, as golf, turn the playoffs into an event kind of like that, but right now I just don't see it happening. It's not like yeah, that. it's not happening. Right now, they're just kind of normal tournaments. People turn them on on the weekends. They don't really even know how the FedEx Cup works. They don't know what's going on. They don't. They haven't kept up with the standings all year, and they just don't really know. I feel like the FedEx Cup is pretty complex as it is right now. It goes over a lot of fans' heads. But this little proposal I have, what I'm going to say is we're going to turn it into a match play tournament, and we really keep the same system in play throughout the regular season, the same point system. But instead of the final 125 people making the playoffs, we're going to take 128 and turn it into a bracket. So obviously that way you'll have 128 people. You have your seedings already done for you. One can play 128, two can play 127, and so forth. And I think it's going to be something you can see kind of like March Madness. You can see people really get into it, maybe fill out some brackets. I think people will enjoy watching that. And I think it'd be good to bring a lot of new faces, new people, new fans into the game. I like the idea, Alec. 128 would be quite a big match play, but that is that's very interesting to me. Uh, what I what I like about the tournament though is that, you know, they they play that throughout the whole season on the PGA Tour, and the FedEx Cup is played throughout the PGA Tour. So the fact that they play tournaments the same way, I I, I don't really see them switching up. I know you don't either, but I I hope they keep it the same way. I like the regular tournament style play. I. I like it too. I don't really have a problem with it. I just would like to see more fans get into it. I would like to see it get almost as much hype as a major, and I don't see that happening either. And so I think doing something like that could maybe help it get some more hype, but I don't think it's something that they're going to go to. I think they like it the way it is. It's a fairly new system, and we've been in place since 2007. Um, talking about that, well, we can go into some past winners, a little bit of history of the event. Vaughn, if you wanted to take us into that, I know uh, you got a couple guys that you like on this list that won in the past. Yeah, Tiger was in 2007. He was a first-time winner. A lot of people thought he was going to continue to win almost every single FedEx Cup after that since he was in his prime then. But VJ Singh won it in 2008. Tiger again in 2009. Yeah, and Tiger's one of the he is the only player to win multiple FedEx Cup championships. It looked like he was going to start winning over and over again there, but Jim Furyk took it from him in 2010. Yeah, very memorable putt there on 18, if y'all can remember. The hat backwards, rain pouring down. Phil Haas a year after getting up and down from the water to win $10 million. Uh, Brant Snedeker won it in 2012. Stinson in 2013, a guy that you think can threat Tiger's two-time FedEx Cup champion. Yeah, Stinson, he's just had a really good year this year. He won it in 2013. Tiger's the only player with two FedEx Cup championships, so I think Stinson could put his name on that list with Tiger. Very well could, having a very good season. Billy Horschel won it in 2014, and Jordan Spieth is our defending FedEx Cup champion in 2015. Uh, there are some interesting, interesting stats, though. Here's some past FedEx winners that haven't won the Tour Championship but still man managed to win the playoffs. 
And you don't see that happen a lot. It only happened twice. Uh, it was back-to-back years in 2008-2009. Yeah, so everyone since 2009, the Tour Championship, the last tournament worth 2,000 points, usually the person that wins the Tour Championship ends up winning the FedEx Cup because the Tour Championship is only the final 30 golfers, the final 30 in the FedEx Cup standings. Right, in the top five uh, FedEx Cup players, if they win, if any of them win, the tour championship, they automatically win the playoffs. Am I correct? Yeah. So if you're in the top five in the FedEx Cup standings going into the tour championship, yeah. it doesn't matter if, say, you're in third and you win the tour championship, and the guy in second comes in second and he would have had more points than you. It doesn't matter because you were in the top five. You won the tour championship. You're the FedEx Cup champion. Say you were in the sixth place and you win the tour championship but the guy in second place or in the guy in first place in the fedex cup points coming in comes in second place in that tournament right behind you and he has more points than you then that means you just won the tour championship but you didn't win the fedex cup hasn't happened very much only twice like we said once in vj's 2008 season camilo vegas actually won not only the tour championship but the week before that as well the playoff event before that worth 2,000 points so you know, 4,000 points, back-to-back weeks of 2,000, winning 2,000 points, you'd think that'd be enough, and it's really impressive that VJ held him off. How about Phil, always coming up a little bit short? He won the Tour Championship in 2009, but fell short of Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods' 2009 season, he had six wins and 14 total top 10, so that's hard to top. Yeah, so it's going to take some kind of season like that to win the FedEx Cup without winning the tour championship like you see like you said tiger won six times that year 14 top tens and vj in 2008 why he could hold off camilo's back-to-back 4,000 point gaining two victories at the end of the season was because he did the same thing himself the two weeks before at the barclays and at the deutsch bake so it pretty much canceled out camilo's 4,000 points because he did the same thing himself the two weeks before that right so it happens sometimes it is possible to win the fedex cup without winning the tour championship but not likely. So now that we've described what the FedEx Cup playoffs is, and we are currently done with the first playoff tournament at the Barclays, we'll go into a little reflection about that. Patrick Reed was your winner. Uh, Ricky Fowler, as you said before, Alec, choked on Sunday. Not surprised, are you? Yeah, you know, it was a good tournament. Ricky came in to the final day at minus 9, and Patty Reed was right behind him at minus 8. So it was a good tournament, fun to watch him come down the stretch. Uh, had a little bit on the line there. Ricky Fowler was trying to make the Ryder Cup team without needing a captain's exemption, but fell a little short on that too. So not only did he lose himself the tournament coming down the home stretch, but also lost himself a guaranteed spot on the Ryder Cup team. Um, you know, there was a couple big things I look at. Henrik's withdrawal. You see him shoot a plus three on day one, come in at a 74, took himself a little out of it. So could be something to have to do with his withdrawal. Um, other than that, the tournament was great. Like I said, Patrick Reed and Ricky Fowler came into the home stretch, duking it out together. Ricky was on a good bogey free, free stretch. I think it was something like 54 holes until he finally got to, let's see, I think the first hole he bogeyed on the backside was 11. And after that, he bogeyed on the backside coming down the home stretch. Really kind of fell apart for him from there. Interesting course, Beth Page Black, uh, located in New York. It's a public golf course, actually. There's five different courses. Uh, Black is by far the hardest. It's actually hosted two U.S. Opens there. Tiger Woods won it in 2002 and Lucas Glover in 2009. Uh, speaking of Lucas Glover, Alec, let's talk about some notable finishes in the Barclays. 
Lucas Glover, you would have thought maybe he was on the edge of the FedEx Cup standings trying to work himself inside the top 100. He won the U.S. Open last time. It was at this course. Beth Page Black, you think he could get himself good? Well, made no. the cut, but came in T-70th. He was doing all right. He was in position to do a little bit better, move up the FedEx Cup standings maybe a little bit before he shot plus four on the final day. So that was interesting. Our Co- biggest jump, Sean O'Hare. Where has he been? He was really breaking out in 2007, 2008. Uh, he fell off the face of the earth there for three or four years. I didn't even see his name on tour. I think he's playing web.com. And then he came, he comes back last year, saw him in a few tournaments and all of a sudden he's played his way into the top 100 after finishing T2 this week. Yeah. Top 100 Vaughn. He played himself way higher than that. He's actually jumped all the way. He was outside the 100 mark when the seat, when the weekend started with that T second, like we said, these playoff events are worth so many points. He went from 108 all the way to 15th in the FedEx cup standings. Very impressive. Uh, as I was saying about Sean O'Hare, he's a guy that said the reason why he fell off was because he was dealing with too many different teachers, too many different people telling him what to do. And so he finally let that all go. Good to see Sean O'Hare back up there. Defending champion Jason Day, tied for fourth. He really had his chances on Sunday. Uh, made a bogey on a par five. Also parred one when he had good birdie opportunity. And we'll defending cup, FedEx Cup champ Jordan Spieth, tied for tenth, shot a minus five. He's right there, you know. You see him, and he keeps his FedEx Cup standings right there where they were at the week before sticking around and he's a guy that could make a run at the FedEx Cup when the Tour Championship comes around and lastly you know a guy that really needed to make the cut to finish his or to keep his season alive Stricker who was on the line he still is at I think he's in 95th in the FedEx Cup standing so just inside the top 100 was about to get cut but made birdie birdie to finish his uh Finished his round on Friday before going into the weekend, which made him the cut. He finished T53 to continue his season going. All right, speaking of guys around the top 100, uh, unfortunately, Mr. 101 was Blaine Barber. It actually showed his, la- his last shot on number 18. Whipped out a chip that uh, barely missed him outside the top 100, unlike Chad Campbell, former Texan who is right on that 100 mark. Good luck to Chad. Yeah, so Chad Campbell gets in at 100. Blaine Barber barely misses out. You see Shane Lowry at 102, and it was really interesting. He was 87th in the FedEx Cup standings before the Barclays started, and he didn't even play. He's going to get cut because of it. He comes in at 102. If he would have played, you think he could have kept himself in it, but that's a little interesting to see that. Yeah, and some guys that need to make a move next week. VJ Singh, a previous champion, he's at 95th. Danny Willett, a Masters champion, he's only played in nine FedEx Cup events, at least by anyone in the top 100. Uh, Mr. 58, Jim Furyk, he's in 84th, only playing in 13 FedEx Cup events. Uh, interesting to see if those guys will make it. Yeah, and you have to think if they play, as we as the few FedEx Cup events that they've played in, they've done really well and. They just haven't played in very many, which is why you see them in 86 and 84 spots. Now, as we've said so many times with so many points on the line here, they could really do some jumping up the leaderboard. Right, and you saw Johnson Wagner jump up there this week. Uh, He went from 92nd to 69th. As we mentioned earlier, Sean O'Hare. Yeah, just a couple guys that made big moves. You know, you see a lot of them. Gary Woodland went from 42nd to 24th, finally got himself inside the top 30, so trying to keep himself there for the Tour Championship. Right, it's it's crunch time right now. Look at look at Emiliano Grillo, who turned from 32nd to 6th. He's been playing really well lately. 
So again, a lot of these guys know that it is crunch time. They're playing for ten million. If you win that, that that will be your biggest earnings ever. So these guys are going hard. Lastly, we'll go to the top five in the FedEx Cup rankings. Like we said, how important these were before. Um, the top five, if you win the Tour Championship when you're inside the top five, it doesn't matter how the rest of the field finishes, if they'd have more points than you or not. If you're in the top five, you win the Tour Championship, you win the FedEx Cup. So let's start with number one. Patrick, Patrick Reed, after winning this week, jumped from seventh to first, jumping past Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, and Jordan Spieth in that order. Uh, the only person to not go backwards was Jordan Spieth, who stayed right there at fifth. Yeah, so Patrick Reed, good for him. First time he's ever led the FedEx Cup standings in his career. Jumps all the way from seventh to first with the victory. That's what you're going to see a lot happening. Whoever wins next week will probably jump up there towards number one. If not, be right there. But Do you think that one of those guys are going to win the FedEx Cup playoffs? I mean, it's pretty evident. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they come down the stretch, but I have a guy, actually a more of a long shot that I think could win, and we saw him playing so good lately, Emiliano Grillo, and usually you don't see names of that caliber, that low names, win these FedEx Cup, and he's actually a rookie this year. This is his first time in it, but his recent form has got me believing in him. You can go back all the way to the WGC Bridgestone Invitational a while back. He was in 14th, went to the British Open, came in T12, had a little bit of a slip up at the Canadian Open, but when you slip up and make the cut and you're still slip up, make the cut, you still come in T43. That's not that bad of a slip up and managed to bounce back with T13 in the next major at the PGA Championship and big time tournament, the Olympics, T8, and then this week at the Barclays, T2. His recent form is just undeniable, and I think he's a guy that could make a run at it. I'm going to have to go with the guy inside the top five just because that's a safe pick. Jason Day, I'm going to go with just because he hasn't won the FedEx Cup playoffs, and he is definitely deserves one. Uh, Dustin Johnson, after this year, you can say he deserves one as well. But out of all these top five players that I'm looking at right now, uh, my gut says Jason Day. We'll see what happens. Still three more tournaments left. Yeah, and you can see other names work themselves into the top five. A um, couple games, couple guys that I like, they aren't really in the top five right now. We've seen Henrik have a real good season. I think he can make a run at it. He comes in a little bit lower, somewhere in the teens, maybe the low 20s. Um, he comes in 21st right now after he dropped a little bit after his withdrawal. But I think you could see guys from anywhere really come. Maybe Ricky Fowler is at 16, Hideki Matsuzama at 17. You just can see these guys work their way up, work their way out of it right now. And we got three really big weeks in front of us. Right, so that leads us to the second week. The Deutsche Bank Championship, TPC Boston, historic course. Last year's winner, oh, look at that, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, and so, like we said, he played his way off the Ryder Cup team, kind of. He needs to do some impressing of our captain, Davis Love Third to get himself onto that Ryder Cup, and he's going to a good tournament for himself. He was the champion last year. He was in good form last week, and he has to be a favorite going into this tournament. And he has a mustache right now. Uh, Chris Kirk... In 2014, a name that you don't see too often, Henrik Stenson, 2013. Rory, I have not seen his name a lot in the FedEx Cup playoffs. He hasn't won it. He's not playing too well, but uh, he did win it in 2012. Webb Simpson, and I know you like this pick. You like this guy this week, Alec, Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, I think Charlie Hoffman's kind of snuck around quietly. He's actually already inside the top 30 in the FedEx Cup standings this year. 
I think he kind of sneaks under the radar. He won this tournament in 2010, actually tied the tournament record with minus 22. He's uh, one of my picks this week for the Deutsche Bank. I really like him. He's a tourney record holder, won it in 2010 at this course, already inside the top 30, so he's having a really good year this year, and he's just a good pick this week. I think he's a solid pick. He could work himself. I think he can cement himself inside the top 30 this week instead of just being on the verge at 27. He won it in 2010, Stricker in 2009, VJ in 2008, and Phil in 2007. You mentioned Charlie Hoffman already. You all, It also says there that you like VJ, Alec, at 95th. Why do you... Why do you like him so much? Yeah, so Vijay's on the line here, 95, and like we've said before, he's won the FedEx Cup. Not only has he won the FedEx Cup, he's won the Deutsche Bank. So he's won here before. It was all the way back in 2008, but I think it's a little bit of experience from him. He's on the line. He's in 95th right now, so he's trying to make that move inside that top 70 so he doesn't get cut. He, just like Hoffman, when I said Hoffman is the tournament record holder at minus 22, VJ actually tied his record, or Hoffman tied his record in 2010, excuse me, because VJ had the record in minus 22 in 2008. So both those guys are record tournament holders here. I think they can have good weeks. Like I said, Hoffman moves himself inside, cements himself inside the top 30. I think VJ moves himself from 95 and gets inside the top 70. Not going to lie, I am a big VJ fan. That would be pretty cool to see. Don't know if it's going to happen, but we will see come next week. Uh, one guy that I like, let's say near the top 100, I'm going to go with Mr. 100, Chad Campbell. Why not? I'm going to say he has a good week, moves inside the top 70. Um, another pick I really do like, though, is Tony Finau. You look at a couple of these names of the past winners at Deutsche Bank. Ricky Fowler is a pretty big hitter. Stinson, Rory, uh, Hoffman himself is pretty long. So just by seeing that, I like Tony Finau. He ranks 37th right now uh, in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I think no matter what, he'll already already be in. But um, I can find I can see him moving inside the top 20, if you will. Rory McIlroy, a pick I don't really like. He's just he's not a good putter. You can really see him struggling lately. Has one of the best swings that I've ever seen. But don't be too big on him uh, for the next three weeks. So we got three weeks left. This week, the top 100 are going to the Deutsche Bank and trying to move themselves into the top 70 so they get an invitation to the BMW next week. Next week's going to be the first tournament where there's no cut, so this is the last tournament with a cut this year, so I guess the players won't have to worry about cuts anymore. It's going to be interesting to see how everything goes. It's a great time of the year, end of the season, playoffs coming down the wire, and it's crunch time. Wow. Season went by pretty fast. Thanks for listening to the Two Man Scramble, brought to you by Man Cave Sports, presented by Crystal Falls Golf Club. You can find us on Twitter at MCSports365. We're online at www.mcsports365.com.